To the army of pavement sweat, I hope you're ready for our best episode yet. Welcome, it's Trip and Ryan. And we're here with this special <laughs> 2022 March Madness episode. Yes! We have worked finally many, many hours on this. Day and night, you could say. You could say that. I've got 13 pages of notes here. We're going to analyze every first round matchup, and we're going to do a little special thing for the Elite Eight that we'll talk about when we get to it. Mm -hmm. But first, I, I think there should be a little bit of a disclaimer that the only thing that we can be sure of is that neither of us will get all a of them right. Bracket. It won't happen. And we will disagree on some matchups. We mm -hmm. just saw our bracket for the first time. Um, each other's brackets. So I, I um, encourage you guys to join our bracket group. We'll have that in the link of this episode. Um, also, let me give you another disclaimer. Sure. Usually in these episodes, Trip does something obnoxious, like saying Al Horford is an all-star, or saying something <laughs> crazy that has absolutely no jurisdiction. But I looked at Trip's bracket, and I have to say... If there's any episode to like actually listen to Trip in, no, this is the one. This is the one. I like to consider myself too a college basketball expert. I did a lot of film study for this, which I never do. And then of course I ran the numbers for a lot of things, and I'll have explanations. I was joking. You're credible. Of course, of course. Whatever. But if I'm credible for any one thing specifically, it would it's be this. this. I think that if you want to win your bracket pool, listen to us, and uh, you know. Listen to me. Well, don't... I mean, here's the thing, right? I think I don't ever use CBS unless it's for bracketology a little bit. Mm -hmm. But there's only one guy that I listen to. It's that one guy with the weird voice. Who's kind of like... Rah, rah, rah. I listen to that guy. <laughs> I don't know his name. Okay, whatever. But I know what you're talking but, about. Yeah. <laughs> but everyone else, don't listen to those guys. They're really bad. Yeah. Most oh, of the time, yeah. they're so bad. That's another thing. And they pick like one, two, three, four in like the final four. And it's like that never happens. No. Or they pick, like, all ones and, like... Of course. On. And this is what we need to talk about really quick before we get into it. I don't want much of a delay, but I gotta say, every single major outlet, ESPN, Fox, CBS, they never give good bracket analysis. They'll sometimes say who they think they... Like, they think who's gonna win, but they never have credible evidence or even an opinion on why the team should win other than they've got this player, this player. But it's not about the player. It's about the scheme. And a lot of this is luck-based, yeah. but there are teams that are favored to win mm -hmm. because of how they play, and we're going to get into that. And yeah. thank you for listening. Yeah. I'm very excited. This is the one for you. Yeah. If not... you want to win your pool, listen to this episode. We got you. Truly. I, yeah. bel I have... Because we've got similar picks. I have similar yeah, upsets. Do. Yeah, I was... Yeah. I was yeah. Okay, let's get into it. Let's get into it. Starting with the uh, West. Western region. Yeah. Yes, we're going to go in order of how the ESPN bracket is situated. Mm -hmm. And the first game is Gonzaga, the number one seed, versus the number 16 seeded Georgia State. So Gonzaga is what you would call the number one overall seed in this tournament, which means the committee selected them as the overall best team. That means that technically they're the favorite to win the national <clears throat> championship, would be their, which would be their first in program history. Gonzaga enters the tournament with a 26-3 record. Their only losses came against Duke, Alabama, and St. Mary's, all of which are in this tournament. They won the regular season and postseason title in the West Coast Conference, and they rank first in efficiency per Ken Palm rating, which is like an analytical analysis of every team, and pretty much all the big guys use it. Georgia State is a 16 seed, which is the lowest in the tournament, basically because they weren't expected to make it. They didn't win the regular season in their conference, but they won the tournament in the Sun Belt. They only have a record of 18 and 10 with the 201st ranked offense in D1, which is not good. 
Do you have anything to say? This is an easy... I mean, there's been one time in history where a 16 seed's beaten a 1 seed, and they're not even close to what UMBC was, and Gonzaga is... Far better than Virginia was. Far better than Virginia was. That year. So this is a signed, sealed, and delivered. Yeah. So really, that was kind of like a a test run, that that one. That that doesn't really count. Our next matchup, though, is an 8 seed versus a 9 seed, which is as close as it gets. It's Boise State... 49%. Goes to eight seed, fifty one nine seed. Really? So, so it's an upset that you is could supposed flip a to coin. happen. Yeah, you could flip basically. A coin. And let's talk about Boise State first. Boise State may not have any wins against Quadrant One teams this year, but they played extremely well within their own schedule. They went twenty seven and seven. They won the regular season and postseason title in the Mountain West Conference. And since December, they've only lost three games. They also have a top twenty defense in the nation. Memphis is basically the opposite of Boise State conceptually. They only finished third in their regular season conference, but they achieved wins over Virginia Tech, Alabama, and two wins against Houston. Mm -hmm. They finished the regular season having won 10 out of their last 11 games, and they're hoping to maintain their hot streak going into the tournament. Who do you have here? Why? Uh, Now, if I remember correctly from last season, Memphis was first four out, right? Yes. I think they, they were, were, and they're coached so. by Penny Hardaway. Yes. Who has gotten better and better each season. Mm-hmm. And the team, I mean, they had James Wiseman that one year. Two but years he barely ago, played, he, and they yeah, yeah. And he left, so they're so they're kind of gaining their footing as a program. They have an extremely impressive resume, some really good quad one wins, which is it's more impressive to me than Boise State. Mm-hmm. You could flip a coin to pick an 8 and a 9. Memphis looks better to me. Okay. I'm also going with Memphis, which is technically the first upset of my bracket, but yeah. it's not really an, uh, an upset. Technically, on Ken Palm, Memphis ranks lower than Boise State, but it's a barely a difference. <clears throat> Boise State's 26th, Memphis is 28th. Therefore, mm-hmm. there really shouldn't be a huge favorite in the game, but I'm going with Memphis because of how they play. They run Mm -hmm. press on defense almost one out of every four possessions, and Boise State's offense ranks 251st in points per possession (laughs) against the press. So I actually think this game might be a bit of a blowout. Yeah. Could see it for sure. So go with Memphis, people. Yeah. All right. Next up on the slate is UConn, number five, versus number 12, New Mexico State. Connecticut, or UConn, it's basically interchangeable. Yeah. They finished the regular season having won six out of their last seven games, which Mm -hmm. secured them a top five seed in the field. The Huskies ranked 18th in efficiency across the year, which is better than their third place finish in the Big East might suggest. New Mexico State, on the other hand, was caught in a three-way tie to end the WAC regular season, but they secured their spot in the tournament by clinching their conference championship. The Aggies have the most efficient offense in their conference, and they have the conference player of the year, Teddy Allen, who averages 19.3 points per game. Who do you have here? Um, This was a... I saw many bracket predictions with this as an upset Mm -hmm. of a 5-12. Yep. Now, I did pick... I think I picked one 5-12 upset because you usually do. Yes, that's something that's worth saying, that the 5-12 is considered by the general public the most common upset in college basketball. And that's true. Yeah. I mean, that does happen. I only went with one, but it wasn't this one. I think I think that uh, my first bracket off of gut reaction was New Mexico State. But mm-hmm. I looked more into it, and UConn is just, they're just, I mean, 
what can I say? I mean, they're they're better. They're better. They're better. <laughs> yeah, there's not much to say. I also only picked one yeah. five versus twelve upset, and it wasn't this one. Yeah. The what made the difference to me? Because actually, my gut reaction was also New Mexico State because they're in this tournament a lot. Normally, as a lower seed, and they're always talked about as an upset pick. But UConn isn't the best first hard team to face on the season because New Mexico State didn't face any tough opponents this year. Mm-hmm. UConn has athletic NBA talent, and they're going to smother New Mexico State. I don't see this one as close. They're they're they've, they're huge, and they can shoot. And they're athletic. I mean, yeah, yeah. And a lot of times in big programs, you just get physically, like the physical tools of these guys. It's just like they're playing against boys. Absolutely. Yeah. So, and. To me, New Mexico State is boys. They're not, but... <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, you're right. UConn will win this game. Agreed. The next matchup is a number four through num- versus number 13, Arkansas versus Vermont. And this is another seeding matchup that is normally considered as like a scary There's upset. usually one. 78% of the time, a four seed wins. Okay, so that 4B13. Means... So pretty much one upset consistently per year. You per can year. count on. Okay, yeah, yeah sure. So the number four team is the Arkansas Razorbacks, and they have a really high ceiling, but I, I see them as also having a low floor. They beat Kentucky, Tennessee, Auburn, and LSU three different times this season, but they also lost to some pretty weak non-conference opponents like Hofstra, who plays C of C twice a year. Yeah. Vermont earned both the regular season and postseason American East Conference Championship in dominating fashion. They won their three conference tourney games by an average of 37 points per game. <laughs> However, Vermont didn't beat anybody impressive, just like New Mexico State, which may steer some away from picking them as an upset. Did it steer you away? This is probably the most impressive resume you can have. Without playing with, a hard without team. Without being a, a, in a quad one conference. Okay, yeah, I agree with you. So that leads me to... If if there were, I'm gonna spoil it now. This was my one four thirteen upset. Okay. This yeah. was it. And this is I don't know exactly how many I have. I guess we'll get to it. But yeah. this is also an upset for me. Unlike New Mexico State, this is an example of a team that hasn't played anybody challenging. But Arkansas, I think, is a good matchup for a team like that mm-hmm. because they have a lot of talent. But a lot of their losses this year were due to bad coaching. They don't adjust against any versatile defenses, yeah. and that is trouble in March. I like Arkansas's talent, but I don't think this is a good matchup for them. So yeah. I got Vermont. They're chokers, too. I yes. saw that they lose close games uh, for that reason. Um, yeah, so Vermont, that's a big upset. Yeah. That's Waiting the, that's, to happen. I, I agree with you. Yeah. All right, next is kind of a complicated one. And for people that aren't familiar with the process mm-hmm. of March Madness, this may not make much sense. But it's number six Alabama versus number 11, either Rutgers or Notre Dame. We don't know who they're playing yet. And that's because Rutgers and Notre Dame are considered last four in teams. That means they were part of the last four teams to make the tournament. And that means that they participate in a play-in game. So tomorrow night, Rutgers and Notre Dame will play each other to decide who gets to play Alabama in the first round of this tournament. And that's going to mean a lot for me because Mm -hmm. I think that Alabama has a better chance of beating Rutgers than they do Notre Dame. For this one, I've actually got Notre Dame beating both Rutgers and Alabama. But don't worry. If Rutgers does win, you can change your pick in time for the tournament to start before the brackets lock in. But do you have the same pick as me? I've got Notre Dame. Yeah, I have nothing pinned in. But um, Alabama is the picture of inconsistency. Absolutely. But Rutgers is the picture of... Bad. Hype, but actually bad. Yeah, they're not. They've had some crazy wins. Ron Harper Jr., crazy buzzer beater. I've been following his career because his dad was a famous Cavalier. Um, 
but they are way overrated. Agreed. Notre Dame's going to win, and then they're going to beat Alabama because Alabama is weird. They are weird. Really they're, weird. They're they're an underachieving high They've major had big school. wins. I mean, that's what happens. Yeah. Even worse losses. And Rutgers losses. Let me just name a few yeah, of them because they them. they lost to Lafayette. Yikes. UMass, Minnesota, Northwestern, and worst of all, DePaul. Ugh. No, I'm kidding. Silence. <laughs> Ryan's yeah, right. future alma mater. Yeah, yeah, that's right. No, but I've got Notre Dame if they beat Rutgers tomorrow, or Alabama if Rutgers wins. That's my that's my pick. All right, man. <laughs> Next matchup is number three Texas Tech versus number fourteen Montana State. Texas Tech was in the Final Four just three years ago, and they're back with the number one ranked defense, according to Ken Palm. The Red Raiders finished 25-9, and and they made it all the way to the Big East Conference Championship game before they eventually lost to the number one seeded Kansas. Montana State, on the other hand... Big East? Yeah, is that not right? No. Big 12. Yeah, Big yeah, 12. Okay. It's been a long day of research. But yes, everything <laughs> that I just said was true except for that they're in the Big 12. Montana State, though, was dominant in the Big Sky, sky. this season. <laughs> they won both the regular season and postseason while having won their last six games leading up to this matchup. Much like a lot of dominant mid-major teams, the Bobcats did not face any ranked competition. So, are they ready for Texas Tech? What do you think? Well, they're clearly the best team in the best Big Sky. For clearly. sure, they it, dominated. It was, it was no question there, but there has not been enough seen against Quad One wins to really. I mean, these upsets can always happen, but I think Texas Tech is. Uh, they're my second best three seed. Okay. In my opinion. So I, So you got them moving so on. So I've got them moving on. I also have them moving on, and I want to make this note very quickly. I think that upsets are more likely when a team like Montana State is facing off against a really good offense rather than a really good defense. Texas Tech is one of the most physical teams in the country, and like mm -hmm. I said, they're the number one ranked defense. When you have the number one ranked offense, there's a chance that you'll have an off night and you'll lose to a lower seed. Yeah. But when you have a defensive system as solid as Texas Tech, it's very rare that you're going to lose to a team this inexperienced. So I've yeah. got Texas Tech. Yeah. Next one is a 7-10 matchup, which are some of the most uh, polarizing, mm -hmm. which is number seven Michigan State versus number 10 Davidson. It's actually Draymond Green's alma mater versus Steph Curry's, which is interesting. That is interesting. But Michigan State is a historically great basketball program that is underachieving as a seventh seed this season. Very. Tom Izzo's squad, yeah, for sure. That was a a, a lucky seed. Oh, They're lucky they got seven. I agree with you. Tom Izzo's squad finished the season losing nine of their last 15, but Yikes. the Spartans beat Loyola Chicago, UConn, Wisconsin, and Purdue. So mm -hmm. they've got some good wins. Yeah. Davidson didn't quite win their conference tournament, but they finished the year with a 15-3 and record in the Atlantic 10 Conference, which made them the regular season. And it's the Atlantic 10 Conference, and they still made the bracket. Exactly, which shows that even though they're not a high major school, they're still pretty good. Because if you didn't know, if you win your conference, you are automatically the punching your ticket. Yes. A-10 is not, I mean, if you are if you didn't know about the thing I just said, you probably don't know what the A-10 division it's is. A, there are different conferences, and for example, you know what the SEC is, because yeah. of football, you got Alabama, and Georgia. ACC, yeah. And the SEC always sends multiple teams to the big dance. So mm -hmm. does the ACC, so does the Big, big 12, Ten. so does the Big East normally. And the A-10 doesn't. But since right. Davidson lost in their conference tournament... They still made they it. They still made That's it. That's impressive. Yeah. And As a 10 seed, too. A 10 seed is pretty Good high. Good for them. Yeah. They didn't win, but they have the 11th most efficient offense in the com 
country. They do have a bottom half defense, though. Mm -hmm. So this is a pretty close matchup. What do you think? It's very close. Actually, something that I actually just popped into my head was that they have to travel, like, 50 miles because they're playing in Greenville. Oh, they are? Yeah. I didn't know that. That one is in Greenville. Um, that's in their and favor. Michigan State has to go all that way. Yeah, that's so a good point. So that's a big deal, I guess. No, it is. That always <laughs> impacts the betting odds and everything, is yeah. where they're playing. and. But the, even without that, I have Davidson. Agreed. Because you have to pick some 10s over 7s. I, I based every... I'll go ahead and say this now. I'll get more into this when we get to some of the bigger upsets. But I based everything off of statistics, every single round, off of how many of these seeds make each round. Right? Interesting. There have been 144 games played in the first round for each seed. That's a big enough sample size to say that, okay, so I'm going to be confident that three, four seeds are going to win, that, you know, yeah. four, one seeds are going to win. You know what I mean? Interesting. I, yeah. I do it a different way a little bit. I try not to look, and I used to do that, and I think that's a really good method, obviously, because it has worked for me in the past. This year, though, I tried to completely ignore seeding because okay. I don't trust the committee. If anything has taught me that, it's this year. So I don't normally agree yeah, with the seeds. I still like that, though. Don't yeah. get me wrong. I, and I still think that's going to work. We have very I've similar. also looked at recent trends, like since 2010. Yeah, for sure. I like that one more. But for me, it was really more about the matchup. And I know you you went into that, too. Yeah. But like, if Davidson was a 7 and Michigan t State was the 10, I would still pick Davidson. Yeah, me too. And I've got some statistics to back that up if you, if you want some. Sure. Davidson shoots off of screens, second most in the country. Michigan State's screen defense, 290th in the nation. Yikes. It appears to be a close matchup in a lot of people's eyes, but I really I don't see it that way. I still think it'll be a close game, maybe, but Davidson, their offense is going to Live eat. and die by the screen, man. Yeah. And then our last they matchup... They have to have a rough shooting night to lose. Exactly, like really which rough. could happen. And it that's why happen. none of this is going to be perfect, because yeah. there is random variance. Yeah. Just how it works. Yeah. As AP statistics students, we know Yeah, we that. know that. Yeah. Our last matchup in the Western region is number two, Duke, versus number 15, Cal State Fullerton. So for Duke, this is Coach K's last season, if you didn't know. And he has a pretty good team. Not his best team ever, but certainly not his worst. Duke has a 28-6 record, and they finish first place in the ACC regular season. They have a young team... Mm -hmm. filled with future NBA starters, but they do have an experience there because most of the team is freshmen, and that has shown in some close games. They usually will lose. Yeah. Cal State Fullerton is another team that needed to win its conference tournament to qualify, and they did that. They have a 21-10 and 10 record. They didn't play any top 25 teams, but their one-point victory against Long Beach State in the championship was really cool. I just thought that was yeah. worth noting. This is not a hard pick. I'm assuming no. that we both have Duke. Yeah. We both had Duke. Yep. Moving on. Yeah. Cal State is not Oral Roberts. No. All right. So let's move on to the East. The first matchup is another 1 through 16. There's a pattern to this. Every region has, you know, the same stuff going on. Baylor versus Norfolk State. And I am going to analyze Baylor just because I want to talk about the best teams. This, yes. I'm just going to say. We do have to talk about Baylor. Yeah. So Baylor is the reigning NCAA champion. Yep. And they are the first reigning champion to secure a number one seed in the following NCAA tournament since Villanova did it in 2017, which is kind of surprising, in my opinion. I wouldn't. I would think that would happen more often. Anyway, Baylor was the Big 12 regular season champion, but they fell to Oklahoma in the first round of the Big 12 tournament. Although Baylor ranks as the fifth most efficient team in the nation, no team that lost in the first round of their conference tournament has ever won in the NCAA tournament. Just something to note. Wow. 
It's never happened. They're looking to change that, obviously. And then for Norfolk State, they won the regular season and the postseason MEAC title, a very small conference. Mm -hmm. uh, Ten years ago, they upset a second-seeded Missouri in the first round. Can they do it against Baylor? And then in my notes, I just wrote no, LOL. No. no. <laughs> yeah, it won't happen. <laughs> they're pretty bad. Yeah, they're, they're, I, th I do think they're the worst, the worst team in the tournament. Yeah. Yeah, unless uh, Texas A&M... Corpus, Corpus Christi. Christi wins the... We'll get to that. But we won't get to that. Not much to say here. No. But keep Baylor in mind when we get to our Elite Eight conversation, which yeah. we will do later on in the episode. Yes. All right. Next matchup is North Carolina versus Marquette. This is another 8-9 mm -hmm. matchup. And if you don't know, you've got Coach K. This is his last year. Last yeah. season was Roy Williams' last year. So North Carolina has a different head coach, Hubert Davis, and for his first season as head coach, he's done pretty well. Really well, yeah. Yeah, they're tied for second in the ACC regular season. They beat Coach K's last game. They uh, dominated. Yeah, they dominated. And they finished the season with a top 30 offense in all of college basketball, yeah. which, if you don't know, by the way, this is worth mentioning, is pretty good because there are like 360 teams. So the top 30 is good. Their season should already be considered a success in my book because they got a first-year head coach, but do they have room to make noise in the tournament? We'll get to that in a second. Marquette underachieved this year. They finished fifth in the Big East regular season standings with a record of just 19-12. and 12. Not impressive. They also disappointed in their conference tournament by bowing out in the first round against Creighton, but the reason they made the field was because they had wins against Villanova twice, Seton Hall twice, Providence, and Illinois. So this yeah. is a close matchup. So what, yeah. do you, what do you think? Marquette is one of the more interesting teams in the uh, tournament, but uh, I think that North Carolina is... Uh, I mean, they're just, they're North Carolina, right? They're not out of that. They're a blue-blooded program. Yeah, they are. Yeah. And I don't think, it's it's kind of surprising to see them so low as a seed. We don't normally see that. Yeah. But uh, I've got them winning, and I do believe they can make noise. Have we disagreed yet? I don't think so. We haven't yet. Weird. We will, though. Gee, yeah, no, we, we will. will. <laughs> That's great. And this was not coordinated at all. We no, didn't show each other. We the... just showed each other our brackets. Yeah, and we had we agreed we had to finalize them. Yeah. That's crazy. That's cool. And it shows that different method, our, both of our methods worked you know, out. Produced... I, I did a combo of both, but I said I have to choose. I have to stick with really? the stats. That's yeah. cool. Okay. So let me talk about this matchup a little bit. Fair warning, though, I am higher on North Carolina this year than most people because they played CFC this year and they looked monstrous. Yeah, I, I'm really high on them But as even well. turning away from that bias, they're yeah. ranked 29th in Ken Palm and Marquette is 47th. So I think that difference is big enough to just, I think, yeah. North Carolina, their history, and they're better they're this They're really high on a lot of, like, yeah. efficiency, efficiency ratings. Yeah, yeah, they are. They're a solid so, yeah. team. Yeah, they are. Next up, we've got another 5-12, which, like we said, is a common upset territory, which is St. Mary's, and this is another first four matchup playing thing. So mm -hmm. it's St. Mary's versus either Wyoming or Indiana. I'm just going to cut to the chase and say that it does not matter for me. No. Nope. I think St. Mary's is better than a five seed. They have a top 10 defense in the nation. They firmly secured the second spot in the West Coast Conference behind Gonzaga, so you got to consider that a success. St. Mary's beat Gonzaga this year, and they also beat Notre Dame, BYU, and San Francisco twice. So they're good. They did the best they could to make their resume look as good as possible, and it was warranted. They are a very good team. Yeah. and if you Very good. If you follow my Snapchat stuff, um, I'm really low on both Wyoming and Indiana. Yeah. And I thought that this, this spot... 
that Wyoming and Indiana are fighting for should have gone to Texas A&M. I don't think that either Wyoming... You're right. Yeah, I, yeah, I, don't, I don't see I agree it. with that. I don't see this as much of a matchup at all. No. But, you know, it is what it is. Next, we've got number four, UCLA versus number 13, Akron. The Zips. Yeah. UCLA last season was an 11th seed. They were one of the play-in teams, and they made it all the way to the final four. They did. And they only got eliminated on a Jalen Suggs buzzer beater, which was That's a legendary right. play. So anything could have happened that was in crazy. that game. Yeah. But this season, they are objectively better no than way. they were last season. They have the eighth best efficiency in all of college basketball, mm-hmm. and they're top 15 in both offense and defense, which is like a huge hallmark of a team that could win it all. Yeah. For Akron, in my opinion, based on the results of their season, they probably should not be in the NCAA tournament. I agree. They finished their regular season tied for third in the Mid-American Conference, which is not a great conference. They're mid. Yeah, they're mid. They, they won their <laughs> conference tournament, which definitely is an accomplishment. But I think that a trend is developing. If you haven't been able to tell by now, I really hate to overreact to conference tournaments. Mm-hmm. I like to look at the entire season. And Absolutely. So for a team like this that was only third in their low major conference, I, I, I'm not impressed. They're the worst 13 seed. This is going to be a blowout. Yeah. And I think UCLA is the best four yeah, seed. Sure. Yep. So yeah. that, that's my... I, I, yeah, best four seed. I agree with that. That's my analysis. Next up, we've got number six, Texas, versus number 11, Virginia Tech. This is a big one. Yeah. So Texas finished fourth in the Big 12 standings, and they lost in the first round of the Big 12 tournament in a close contest with TCU. Texas has the 13th best defense, and they also have wins against number three, Tennessee, and number one, Kansas. So they're pretty good. But let me talk about Virginia Tech for a moment. And I know that I just said that I'm lower on teams that only make the tournament based on winning their conference. Are they ACC? Virginia Tech? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So I know that I just said that I'm not, I don't like to overreact to conference tournaments, but I am in love with Virginia Tech because of what they did in the ACC tournament. The ACC preseason polls had Virginia Tech predicted to finish fifth in the regular season, and they even received about 6% of first place votes. But during the regular season, they dropped all the way to seventh, in the ACC, and they finished the year with an 11-9 and record in conference really play. Really bad. The ACC is hard, but that is not... Not, this, not as much this no, year. No, it is worse this year, but it's still hard, but that's not a good record for a team that's in the tournament. But let, yeah. me, let me just say, that is until they got to the conference tournament. They beat Clemson in the first round by just one point. Mm-hmm. If that game had gone differently, we're not talking about them. They were not even close to making it. We're not it. talking about Clemson no. either. We, no, we're not. <laughs> and they only beat them by one point. No, but if they, Clemson wouldn't have gone on. No, definitely not. Yeah. No. But then they beat Notre Dame by seven. Then they obliterated UNC. And then they obliterated Duke in the ACC final. They are the hottest team in the nation, period. I've got Virginia Tech, and I really like them. I, I don't want to give away too much, because I know some of you guys are going to be in the same bracket group as us, so I don't want to give you the answers, but I will say, I love Virginia Tech. I love the way they play. They've got heart. They're not the hottest team in NCAA. We'll I get to them later. I think they are. But uh, I think this is our first disagreement, isn't Duke, it? it? Yeah. Yep. I went Texas All right. because Duke had already had a two-seed. I don't think that was going to change their seeding. You're saying the game against Virginia Tech? Yeah. I th- I don't think that they put their foot off the gas. And and they beat U- they obliterated UNC and they beat Notre Dame. I mean, I hear what you're saying. No, I'm talking about Duke. 
I don't think Duke really cared that much. No, I, I hear you, but I'm, I don't think that that makes Virginia Tech's win any less impressive because they also had to beat UNC and Notre Dame and Clemson. And That's true. Clemson's not great. They're not even good. They're, they're, not even they're good. pretty bad. No. But it was still a one-point game, and yeah. if you're going to win a one-point game and then go on to do all that... A win is a win. I'm impressed. Yeah. yeah. So I just, I, like, I mean, I just hate that they... that the the. ACC was so down this season, and they down. went down with it. I mean, they weren't no like Miami made the the bracket, and they were like projected to be like last in the ACC. Yeah, but I mean, they the impressed. ACC was just crazy this year. It was crazy. I agree. but I think Miami isn't that good. Okay, but they're in it. Mm, we'll get to that later. I mean, yeah. I I don't know, man. I okay, I think okay, fine. I hear you there. Texas but, wins. Te- all right, and this is our first disagreement. Write it down, pavement sweat people. And we're get, we're definitely competing. We're keeping track yeah. of this stuff. Sure. Here's another thing, though. Texas right. finished fourth in the Big Twelve, and they lost in the first round of their tournament. So, I'm just saying. I I, I don't think Virginia Tech is unbeatable by any means. They, spoiler alert, I don't have an 11 seed winning my final. <laughs> But I think this is a good matchup for them. I no, got you them. don't. Yeah, but let's move on. We gotta go quick because we have so many uh, Purdue matchups. Yale. Purdue versus Yale. I hate this one, and we'll get into why. But Purdue yeah, is number three. Too. Number fourteen is Yale, and Purdue is really exciting. They have the mm-hmm. third most efficient offense behind just Gonzaga and Iowa. And I yeah. secretly, we'll get to this later too. I think Iowa actually has the best offense, but whatever. Purdue has wins against Villanova. Well, you- Iowa beat them. In the Big Ten Championship. That is true. That did happen. Yeah. Yeah. Beat per- Purdue. Yeah. But yeah. Purdue, you know, yeah, that happened. I think Iowa's a better team than Purdue. But anyway. And the Big Ten was the best conference this season. I agree with in you. In terms of seeding. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. I mean, objectively. They had nine right. teams in the, champ- in the bracket. No one else had, I think the second was eight, so... They had the most. Yeah, and they fared well, I mean, against yeah. big teams. Purdue beat oh, yeah. Villanova also, UNC, Illinois, mm-hmm. and like we said, Iowa. So why aren't they a two-seed or even a one if they have all these wins? Mm-hmm. It's because their defense ranks 100th mm-hmm. in the nation. Since 2002, there have only been two other high-major teams to make the NCAA tournament with defensive efficiency that low, Temple in 2013, who actually made it to the Sweet 16, and then TCU in 2018, who lost in the first round. But, I will say, Purdue is William White's pick to win it all. Okay. So we'll just have to see. Yeah. Uh, No matter, I I just don't, I'm not high on Purdue at all. I'm not high on it. And I'm not going to say what happens in my bracket. No, because you don't want to give it away. Because I don't want to give it away what happens in the round of 32 or the Sweet 16, whatever it is, where I pick, but they're not... In my final four. They're not and in I'm going to leave it there. Okay? I'll leave it here. I'm oh. not going to spoil my bracket. I want to spoil it so bad, but I'm not. Me too. I, I'm not going to. Oh, man. I want to say it. Okay. I'm, you know what? Whatever. I'm not going to. I'm leaving it, it yeah. there. And I want to talk about Yale a little bit here. But maybe don't be like William White. And pick Purdue to win it all? But for this first round matchup, the Ivy League never wins yeah. in the first and round. And here's why I want to talk about this. Because yeah. Yale being the Ivy League team here makes me upset. Because in the and this Ivy, is a Yale stand, and I love Yale. I applied there in the yeah. Ivy League. Princeton's offense was way better, dominant. They had beautiful pick and roll action, off ball screen movement. It looked like NBA stuff. They had all of the seeds to be a Cinderella team, in True. my opinion. Yeah, but Yale beat them in the Ivy League championship, and the Ivy League normally only gets one team. Princeton wasn't good enough to get always in the, get one team. Yeah, they're not going to get more than one. 
Yale only had a 19 and 11 record, and their efficiency ranking is 147th in the nation. That's pretty bad. I think if Princeton was here, I'd probably pick them over Purdue. I might have done that too. But I've got Yale. Yeah. Or no, I've got Purdue. You've got Purdue. Yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah. Nope, Purdue. Purdue, 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 Purdue. Yep. Yeah. Purdue's offense is too good to lose to True. a team like Yale. Yeah. But their defense is so bad. And they're at Yale, you know? Yeah. Those students. Yeah, exactly. They yeah. don't, I mean, they lose, they just go back to Reading. being at Yale. Yeah. Understood. <laughs> yeah, right. All right, our next one. Oh, God. This this one was I spent probably the most time. I on will this. agree. I'm gonna say I also spent the most time on this one, and it's number seven Murray State versus number ten San, San Francisco. Francisco. So for Murray State, who needs John Morant? Murray State. Murray State needs John. <laughs> former star point guard is making MVP noise in the NBA, but Murray State's doing just fine. They finished the season with a thirty and two record and a conference record of eighteen and zero. They also have high-profile wins against Memphis, they do. Chattanooga, and Belmont. I know Chattanooga and Belmont aren't super high-profile, but... I like Belmont. Those are still good teams. Yeah. San Francisco is the third team out of the West Coast Conference to make the field, along with Gonzaga mm-hmm. and St. Mary's. They have the 19th best defense in the nation, and they have high-profile wins, too, against Davidson, UAB, and BYU. They were only knocked out of the WCC tournament because they lost to Gonzaga. Gonzaga. So... This one is really close, and I'm going to talk about this a little bit. You go first, though. You talk about why you picked who you picked. Defense is, in college, when in doubt, choose the defensive, the team that is better defensively. Mm-hmm. I agree. That's why I almost chose New Mexico State to beat UConn. Yep. That's why people are choosing San Diego State to upset, upset Kansas in the second round. Oh. But I'm going to go with San Francisco because they are a top 15 defense in the nation, and they're a 10 seed. And Murray State is exciting. Their conference isn't so good, so the 18-0 record, okay. It's a little skewed, but they still yeah. beat some good teams. True. They're 30-2. and two. And this one I thought a lot about, but again, at the end I just said, when in doubt, I'm going to go with defense. Okay. Let me talk to you about why I... Because offense is streaky and more which we have, Which we agree upon, yeah. yeah. Now let me tell you why I picked Murray State, which was, I will say, it was so close. But here we go. They've only lost two games this season. They've won 21 straight. Yeah. I think mentally they think they're the best team in the nation. Um, So what's going to happen when they're down 10? Okay, here we go. Crumble. Murray State ranks in the top 50 in defending the pick and roll which San Francisco runs almost one out of every five possessions. It is really close. If San Francisco drew a different team in the first round, they would be probably a Cinderella pick for me. Mm -hmm. I'm super high on both of these teams, but I'm going with Murray State because of how they're going to approach this game. San Francisco lost their last game of the year to Gonzaga. It's a bad matchup for San Fran? I think... It's a really close matchup for both teams. I don't think it's yeah. lopsided, and I think this one's probably just going to go down to who has a better shooting day. Sure. But if I'm going to pick, just based on the schematics, the pick-and-roll stuff, even though even that's not lopsided, I'm going Murray State. All I right. like Murray State. All right. Yep. It's a toss-up. Seven tens. Yep. 60% is sevens. Yeah, so it's, it's yeah. close. And then our final matchup in, what is this, the East? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Number two, Kentucky versus number 15, St. Peter's. The Peacocks. Absolutely. Kentucky has the most efficient offense in the SEC. 
They but did. they lost to Tennessee in the conference tournament. They did. Yep. I watched that game. It was very good. So did I. They have wins against Kansas, LSU, Alabama, and they beat UNC by 29 points, which is why they're a two seed. And for St. Peter's, they only finished with 19-11. and 11. But they do deserve some respect. I'm going to pick Kentucky. You are too. Everybody should pick Kentucky. Okay, but did they beat East Hawaii State? No. <laughs> but I want to talk about why I like them. They are... That was a joke. I know. They're 34th in efficiency. They have an aggressive press that catches teams off guard. If they were a 14 seed, I might pick them to beat a three. But... Uh, they've got yeah. Kentucky. I think they're the they've best 15. Kentucky. They're the best 15. Sure. But I like Kentucky. They were Kentucky was in conversation to be a one seed for most of the year, and mm-hmm. so I just I just got to go yeah. with Kentucky. Yeah. Yeah. All, All right. right. We're moving on to the South, baby. South, baby. And this is Arizona. Arizona. Versus either Wright State or Bryant. I'm not even going to do a profile on either of those teams. I like Arizona. Yeah, well, let's talk about Arizona a little bit. So they've got a first-year head coach, Tommy Lloyd, who is a former Gonzaga assistant. True. And he has anchored them to a team that is exceeding their expectations by far. On paper? (gasps) On paper, they're good. (gasps) They finished the Pac-12 as regular season, and they won the tournament. Tournament. So they're the champions in both regards. They went 31-3 and on the year. Yeah. They only lost to Tennessee, UCLA... And Colorado, who's not in the tournament, but they normally are. Yeah. They also, just like UCLA, rank in top 15 in both offensive and defensive efficiency. Every team that has won the championship, and there are a couple teams this year that fit the mold. Every team, except for UConn in like 2014, who was like a six seed that won it all. It was crazy. Every team that's won the NCAA tournament since 2002. No, that was Shabazz Napier is the one I'm thinking of. He was right before that. Oh. Um... Every team that wins it all is top 25 in both offense and defense. There are a couple teams that fit that mold. Gonzaga's one of them. UCLA's one of them. Arizona's one of them. Houston's one of them. I'm just saying. Arizona's one of them, too. So that's why it's not even a conversation. Arizona wins this game. Yeah. Easily. Next, we've got another 8-9. Seton Hall versus TCU. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Seton Hall finished their regular season having won eight of their last ten games, but they did lose the second game of the Big East tournament, which was a battle against Connecticut, who's just a better team. Seton Hall has a top 30 defense and one of the best rebounding front courts in the nation. TCU, on the other hand lost a majority of their conference games. They finished with an 8-10 and 10 record in the mm-hmm. Big 12, which is not good. Not at all. Just enough to reach fifth place in the standings. But they made the field because they have some quality wins. They beat Kansas, Texas Tech, Texas, LSU, Oklahoma, Iowa State, and Texas A&M. What do you think about this matchup? This is a close one. The A lot of seeding choices comes down to out-of-conference wins. And TCU for a nine seed has quite a few beating Texas Tech, beating, Texas LSU, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean Kansas that made me really Lots impressed. Kansas, yeah, yeah. Um, I went with TCU. I think Seton Hall's was in the Big East. They could have had some other teams like Xavier could have been there instead of them. I mean, mm. I just didn't think that they were like. I mean. They did they win the big they won the Big East right no they didn't they lost who against, won the Big East they lost against Creighton? Connecticut in the uh, in the second round of okay that. whatever yeah um 
I don't know. I the Big East is is probably more like competitive, but Villanova won the Big East. Yeah, that's right. Um, but I'm just not that high on Seton Hall because, I mean, I don't know. I just think TCU is better. They've beat better teams. Their resume looks better. And at this point, this was the last one I picked for eight and nines. I had, I had a. Uh, Two eights and one nine, so I went with a second nine. Okay. I pick Seton Hall here. Let me tell you why. Yep, we got a disagreement, which is good. I like that we disagree on some things. TCU plays the game very old school. Yeah, yeah. If my grandpa were watching... He would love it. He would love it. 57.9% of their points come off of two-point attempts, which is 22nd in the nation. And I'm not saying this is a bad thing, because there are a lot of big, athletic, blue-blooded programs that play just like this. Slow, methodical, doesn't shoot many threes. Yeah. Seton Hall is top 20 in defending two-pointers. Opponents only shoot 44.8% on their twos when Seton Hall is defending them. This one was close, but I'm just going to give some justification for why I went with Seton Hall over TCU. That's a really good justification. Yep. I think TCU is probably a better team, but I think Seton Hall matches up very well against them. Yep. So I'm going Seton Hall. Write that down. Okay. I'm going TCU. Write that down. I know. exactly. I'm saying write both of ours now so we can see who's more right. Yeah. (laughs) Next, this was my second hardest to pick behind. This was hard. Yep. And let's get into why, because Houston is the most confusing team, in my opinion. Yeah. They are a five seed. Sorry. This is number five Houston versus number 12 UAB. Houston is a five seed, but they finished fourth. In Ken Palm ranking, which is a tier that is almost always first and second seeds. Houston's leading scorer, Marcus Sasser, when he's healthy, they led the nation in offensive and defensive rating. Mm-hmm. Which is something that champions do. Yeah. But it's very unclear as to whether he'll be available for the tournament. It looks like he won't be. So Houston is a question mark. But even without him, they won their conference tournament and regular season title... They are, like I said earlier, one of only four teams to finish top 15 in offensive and defensive efficiency. They're good. And honestly, if Marcus Sasser is healthy, I'm going to be really mad that I didn't pick them. Yeah. But UAB is another team that had to earn their way into the field by winning their conference tournament, which they were not expected to do, actually. They finished second in Conference USA standings, so they probably weren't going to make the field. They had a record of 27-7, and which is good, but they didn't play anybody hard. The reason why I'm picking them over Houston is because of consistent scoring. Houston, their leading scorer, Marcus Sasser, is out. UAB has a 20-point-per-game scorer named Jordan Walker. He hits 40% of his three-point attempts, and that's, that's why I'm going with them. Yeah. What about you? I got a little bit more. Well, you mentioned that Houston still won their conference tournament. They're good. They're good. In the American Athletic Conference. It's a very easy conference. I don't care about any of this recent crap. I don't think they're going to have their guy, and I'm going with UAB for that reason. Mm -hmm. But I'm saying even without him, they won games. Yeah, in the American Athletic Conference. Yeah. And that's it. That's what I have to say. Yeah, I just think UAB is going to score too much for yeah. them because of that guy. That, but if that guy's and cold... Their, and their logo is amazing. Yeah, they got a nice UAB? Yeah. It's like this fire-breathing dragon thing. I love it. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> I like it too. 
All right, let's go on to number four, Illinois, versus number 13, Chattanooga. Chattanooga. So for Illinois, they were the most disappointing they out of any of the one seeds last year because they lost to Loyola yeah. Chicago. They didn't make the Sweet 16. They have fallen back to earth this year. Yeah. They finished with a respectable but not overly impressive record of 22-9. and nine. Mm -hmm. Some of those 22 wins, though, were against some pretty good teams like Wisconsin and Illinois had season sweeps of Iowa, Michigan, and Michigan State, which is that's yeah. pretty impressive. Chattanooga is my favorite team to watch in the tournament. Oh, yeah. They have a record of 27-7. and seven. They finished first in the Southern Conference standings, but again... The Southern Conference only puts out one team per year, and yeah. that's who's and ever... And they barely won. And they yeah. barely won, but it was cool. It was a one-point overtime win. David yeah. Jean Baptiste hit a buzzer-beating three-pointer. It was awesome. It was really cool. Mm -hmm. um, and it, I think they're the most fun team to watch. Sure. What do you think about this And game? their name's Chattanooga. That's a great name. Uh, Kofi Coburn... Is yeah. that his name? I think it's Kofi Cockburn. Co is that right? I, I don't know. If I'm wrong, it's kind of funny. But... <laughs> I think it's spelled like that, okay. but I, I don't think that. that's how people say it. I've been like reading a lot. I haven't been listening. Kofi Cockburn is that seems right. Will know. just out muscle everyone. Because uh, to me, Chattanooga, they're fun. They're kind of like the Harlem Globetrotters. They shoot a lot of threes. They do a lot of silly things. Yeah. But you just get the big man in the middle, and he's going to score like thirty. Well, here's why I agree with you. Yeah. Illinois ranks 16th in pick and roll frequency, and Chattanooga's defense is 200, 241st. They're stinky. In defending the pick and roll. Yeah. So, not even close. Nope. For me. Next up, we've got number six, Colorado State, who I love for some I love reason. Them. I don't know why. I love them. Versus number 11, Michigan, who I also like. But I do not. Colorado State, <laughs> I just like their team. But Colorado State finished 8-1 <laughs> and one in their last nine games, and they swept the Mountain West champion Boise State in the regular season. Mm. They also have wins over St. Mary's and Creighton due to their offensive attack, which ranks 20th in the nation. Pretty good. Yep. The Wolverines, Michigan... Unfortunately, the most Bad. notable element of their season has nothing to do with how they play. It instead came when head coach Jawan Howard struck Wisconsin assistant Joe Gravenhoff. Did you see this? Ooh, when he slapped him in the face? Yes. Yeah, he was everyone, It was terrible. Everyone and their mother saw that yeah. clip. But Michigan still has wins over Purdue, San Diego State, Iowa, and Ohio State. And Ohio State, Ryan. I don't care. Ohio State's not that good. No, they're not. No. But they also have double-digit losses against UCF and Minnesota, who are not good. No. So you just don't know what version of this team you're going to see. You're going to get the bad one, and they're going to lose. Okay. Let me explain <laughs> a little bit more in depth why, Michigan. why I agree with you. The reason I don't think the Wolverines can upset Colorado State is because of Colorado State's best player, junior guard David Roddy. David Roddy. He averaged 19.4 points per game on mouth-watering, 64.9 true shooting, including 45.5% from three on four attempts per game. This type of star power is rare in college, and mm -hmm. his 6'5 frame as a guard proves that Michigan's size will not overpower Colorado State. This will not be an upset. It will not be. Colorado not State will win. All right. Because Michigan bad. Yeah, okay, fair. Let's move on to our next. You ready? I'm ready as I'll ever be. As rain, all right. Yeah. And that's number three, Tennessee, versus number 14, Longwood. Longwood. And the SEC was loaded this year, but Tennessee was the champion. Mm -hmm. They had to beat Mississippi State, number two seed, Kentucky, and then a team that just missed the field in Texas A&M in the tournament to get here. They are the seventh-ranked team overall, and they have the third-best defensive efficiency. 
Longwood is a beautiful basketball team to watch. Mm -hmm. They won the regular season and postseason Big South. Their last loss was before Christmas. Mm -hmm. So they haven't lost in a very long time. And they make 39% of their three-pointers as a team, which is top 10 in the country. Who do you have here? It's their first trip to the big dance, too, right? Ever. Longwood. Yeah. Uh, Tennessee. Uh, Longwood's hot. Mm -hmm. Tennessee's hotter. And Tennessee's also better. Mm -hmm. And Tennessee, a lot of people picked to win it all. Yeah, they do. Yeah. I'm not going to say anything about that, but uh, I have Tennessee. All right. <laughs> I want to say this. Before Selection Sunday, Longwood was a team that I was looking at to be my Cinderella. Cinderella, yeah. But this is not a good matchup for no. them. Tennessee's won 12 out of their last 13, yeah. seven straight games, and they yeah. have the best backcourt duo in, yeah. the, in the nation. So you're right. Yeah. All right, next. They're like the better Rutgers because people are hype about them. They are. But are they that good? Who knows? We'll see. All right. Next, we've got Ohio State at 7 versus number 10 seed Loyola Chicago. Love both of them. This made me so mad what? on Selection Sunday. Why? Because Loyola Chicago, I guess I'm just going to spoil it, is not a 10 seed in any stretch. They are higher than that. Yeah. They're way better. They're so good. I don't know why they're a 10. I love that they're a 10. Yep. And let me just say, this sucks for Ohio State because yeah, really last year, I don't know how many people remember this, they were the team as a two seed that lost to Oral Roberts. They did. And Mr. Roberts said, And this year this they year. get to face off against the team that is like always the Cinderella. Except this year they're actually good. Yeah. Like, well, they're uh, always good. But the, Yeah, but they're, they're usually the Cinderella and now it's like, I expect them to win these games. Oh, okay, yeah. Right, they're not like my team that's like, oh, maybe they're going to do it. Yeah, I, they're going to win. And Loyola we'll Chicago runs a beautiful pick-and-roll offense, yeah. and they do it on just over 15% of their possession possessions. Ohio State's defense, where do you think they rank against the pick-and-roll? Like 3,000. Okay, you were, I, I thought you were going to be right. Yeah. 306. Yeah. 306. That's really Yikes. bad. It's really bad. Loyola Chicago will dominate. Yeah. And then our final matchup in the South. Colonial. Yep. Yeah. And we'll get to that. Number two, Villanova versus number 15, Delaware. Delaware. So Villanova I, it must be the least talked about high seed because they earned their spot at number two, but I sure. haven't heard anything about them. They well, beat Tennessee, Connecticut twice, and they swept their season series against Seton Hall and Providence. They also have the eighth best offense in the nation. Delaware. Oh. Delaware. Oh. Delaware. Yeah. They come from C of C's conference. The CAA. The Colonial yes. Athletic. But they only finished fifth in the regular season in a pretty mid, literally mid, mid-major. Mid They're yeah. a mid-major conference. Towson was number one. Towson was number one. Towson? Come pretty, on. They're pretty good. I don't care. If they were here, I would... Delaware's going to lose. Yeah. Well, I want to talk about this a little bit. Fine. Because <laughs> they rank... They do rank top 50 in the nation in effective field goal percentage. Okay. No CAA team since CFC joined the CAA has won a game in the NCAA tournament. And sadly, Delaware will not be the team to they break won't. that trend because Kentucky is pretty darn good. It's actually Villanova. Oh, did I just say Kentucky? Yeah. Villanova's pretty darn good. Yeah. I meant Villanova. But Kentucky's good too. Funny what, that we said that. Whatever. Yeah, okay. Moving Fair. on. Let's move <laughs> on to the Midwest. Our final... Man, it's going by so so quick. Times fly. Yeah. Right? Time flies. It does. Yeah. Times fly. The Midwest region. Ah, the Midwest. I love it. 
So we've got number one Kansas versus number 16 at Texas Southern or Texas A&M Corpus Christi. Yeah. But let's do a profile on Kansas just because people, people want to know about them. They earned the one seed this year because they won the Big 12 regular season and, and. postseason, mm -hmm. which is something that Big 12 teams rarely accomplish. True. In fact, Kansas has won the Big 12 tournament nine times. Nine times. From Ferris Bueller, right? Since the yeah. last time a non-Kansas Big 12 team won both the regular season and postseason, and that was Oklahoma State in 2004, whose best player was Tony Allen, who would go on to be a defensive... Cade Cunningham was a mere child, a baby. Yeah. When his t future team had right. Tony Allen. So Kansas is going to win that matchup. Yeah. They're a team that many people picked to win it all. Next, we've got the 8 or I 9. I considered it. Eight, I also... I don't know. I'm not going to say... <laughs> We've got, I considered it, I, uh, period. I considered every team on here. Maybe I went with them. Yeah, I don't know. Number eight, San Diego State versus number nine, Creighton, is the next matchup. San Diego State is a top 25 Ken Palm team, which is pretty high for an eight seed. And this that's is, well, they're, they shouldn't be an eight seed. I agree with you. They should be higher. Yep. And that's because they have the second ranked defense in the nation, which yes. kept them afloat and wins versus St. Mary's, Colorado State, and Wyoming. Creighton also has a good defense, but it's just not as good as San Diego State. Yeah. And they also lost all five starters from last year's team. Mm -hmm. They're Also, their star freshman point guard is out. Yep. So. This is a no-brainer. I'm going to spoil it. I got San Diego State. My only question about this matchup isn't about this matchup. It's about, can San Diego State hold Kansas? Wow. I'm not That's gonna... up to you, Payment Sweat Yeah, listener. I'm not going to answer that. Me neither. Next, this one makes me so mad. You... You can pick first. Why is Richmond a 12 seed? Thank They're you. They're so bad. Thank you. It's number five they, Iowa versus number why? 12 Richmond. Thank you. Are they a 12 seed? I don't know. This is a runaway matchup. Yeah. Because Richmond won Davidson's conference. I forget that. A-10. Won the A-10 conference. Tournament. But they weren't going to make it. The only way that another team besides Davidson was going to make the A-10 tournament was by winning the A-10 tournament. Yeah. A-10 tournament. Oh, yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah. And they, they, yeah, exactly. They weren't going to make the field. And right. So why are they a 12? Why are they a 12? Why? Yeah. So that, that's all... So Iowa They wins. should be fighting for a 16 right now, well, to be I, honest. No. Or a 15. No, they're 14. But Whatever. But 12 is way too high. Yeah. They were 6th. I guess because Yale. Yeah, right. <laughs> they were 6th in the A-10 conference regular season standings. 6th. So their Ken Palm ranking is 83rd. Yeah. Which is lower than all of the 13 seeds except for Akron, who we already established are not impressive. No. I don't think that They're Richmond... They're stinky. Richmond couldn't beat any of the five seeds in this tournament. No. Especially not Iowa, who is my favorite five seed. And, and they're I... spiders. Yeah, they're spiders. They're the spiders. They play CFC every year. I don't yeah. know how they're 12. They all <laughs> Iowa, just to say stuff about Iowa, because I know good. you want the profile about every yeah. team. They have the most versatile offense in the country. They have my favorite offense in the country. They're pretty dang good. That's all I'm going to say about them. Mm -hmm. This beautiful squad. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Next. <laughs> number four, Providence versus number 13, South Dakota State. Who you got? Providence is an overrated team. They're a little hyped recently, mm -hmm. but okay. they're going to win this game. Okay. South Dakota State is really good. They're really good. But uh, I already chose my four... 13 as Vermont, and I was a little more convinced about that one than I was convinced about Providence-South Dakota State upset. Okay. 
Well, let me just go ahead and say this. I was pretty convinced by both because I've got South Dakota State beating mm. Providence here. Providence had a great season. They were 25-5, and five, and they were the first-place team in the Big East regular season standings. They are also elite in close games. They have an 11-2 and two record in games decided by five or less. But that means when they lose, they lose big. And that's what happened in the Big East championship game when Creighton beat them 85-58 to 58 <gasps> of absolute clinic. <gasps> and that game proved that if a team can get up ahead early against Providence, that Providence is going to be in trouble. True. South Dakota State has a great chance to do that. They score second highest out of any team in the country. They rank first in effective field goal percentage and three-point percentage. They finish the season with a 30-4 and record, proving that they're consistent in how they score and how they win. So I've got South Dakota State in a big upset here. I'm glad we disagree on something this big. <laughs> there it is. Ryan just dropped Sorry, his coin. Sorry, I dropped my ground. coin that I'll be using later. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, again, I went with the stats. 78% of four seeds beat 13 seeds. And I was very, I'm very There's just variance. Yeah. I, I know, so, I know, I know. But I stuck with the stats. Okay. Because okay? I'm just thinking that there could be two 13 fours. I was like, Vermont is going to beat Arkansas. And Providence... South Dakota State could beat Providence. Are they okay. I mean, we're okay, gonna, they we could. Have, okay, yep. I get it. We'll if it, it happens, I won't be surprised. Yeah, I'll say I'll give you that. But yeah. Iowa, they have to face Iowa in the next round. Yeah. All right. Next matchup: LSU, Iowa State. You go ahead and you take the lead here. I really like Iowa State a lot. So do I. I really like them, and LSU has been kind of. I mean, last year they were an eight seed, I think, and yeah, now they're yeah, they now were. they're a six. So. What do I think about them? I think they're about where they were last season. And I'm not super high on them. And I have to go Iowa State for this one because they're more impressive. Okay. On the resume and the quad one wins. LSU, not a big fan. Sorry. Here's what I'm going to say. Okay. I also love Iowa State. They have a nice offensive scheme. Yeah. A lot of screening, a lot of ball movement, and mm -hmm. they're really underrated in a lot of efficiency metrics because of this. This is where the film study yeah. helped a lot because I really liked what I saw, and the numbers didn't really back it up, but I'm going with what I see. They deserve their due as a team because they've got a top 10 defense and a system offensively that is proven to win games in the NCAA tournament. Unfortunately for Iowa State, LSU's defense is insane, and I and I picked LSU here. We got mm -hmm. another disagreement. They're nine and nine in the SEC. Yep, I I hear you. Iowa State. Oh, okay. Iowa State. Yeah. Okay. No LSU. Yeah, I was about to say LSU. LSU's nine and nine. Yep. But here's what I'm gonna say here. LSU takes defensive strategies that most NBA teams use. They force isolation plays, and they encourage teams to take threes because they don't like to give up anything inside. That's how the that. Bucks won a championship I last that, year. Yeah. And I think that Iowa State would be a really good upset pick if they had a different draw, but they work off of finding easy buckets like that, off mm -hmm. of screens and stuff, and yeah. LSU's going to stop that. So I've got LSU here. I'm yeah. going chalk. Six beats the 11 here. All right. Yep. Um, Number three. Three. Oh, yeah, yep. here we go. Yeah, here we go. All, All right. right. <laughs> number three, Wisconsin versus number 14, my favorite toothpaste, Colgate. Crest is my favorite, but I got Fair. you. And let, let me talk about Wisconsin, because they are very puzzling. Mm -hmm. They finished 24-7. and seven. Good. They won the Big Ten regular season title. Good. Good. But they lost their first game of the Big Ten tournament to Michigan State. Bad. Oh, okay. 
And as I've established, I don't like to overreact to the result of one game in the conference tournament. I don't like that. But this loss was bad. Along with a disappointing loss in their regular season finale to a Nebraska team that entered that game nine last. and twenty-one. Yeah, yeah, last in the Big Ten. And that tells me that Wisconsin is vulnerable to a lot of different teams. It's mostly about how they play. So it's about the team that they bring to the table. And Colgate, on the other hand, is super consistent. They have a 20... 15 straight. Yep. They have this a... is the hottest team in the NCAA. I don't agree because I think Virginia Tech had to beat a lot of better people. But anyway. We do not care. Okay, I do. Hottest. It, well, it doesn't matter. Colgate <laughs> finished with a 23-11 and 11 record. Right. They won the Patriot League regular season and conference. They've won 19 in the last 20, like you said. They mm. make over 40% of their threes as a team, yeah. which is yeah. disgusting. Yeah. And they show up to play every night, which is not the case for Wisconsin. I mm -hmm. think this one could go either way. Mm -hmm. But if you are looking for a good upset pick here, because Colgate's going to give you the same thing every night. I got Colgate here. Let me give you some more odds. Two, per, two, two seeds win 94% of the time against 15s. Three seeds, 85% of the time, again, 14 seeds. So I said, I'm going to pick one upset among twos and threes. Yeah. One upset among two verse 15 and three verse 14. So I went through all of them mm -hmm. and said, Colgate and Colgate and uh, Richmond should switch places. I agree. Because Colgate is really freaking good. Yeah. And... For a 14 seed. Even though they're in the Patriot League. I don't care. Wisconsin, when I looked at the games they played and the losses they had, I'm like, man, I don't like this at all. Um, they kind of sussed me out. So as I, I had to pick one of these upsets, and I picked this one. I think... And I, I was pleasantly surprised to look at your bracket. And see that I picked the same like one. An and we, we also both picked the same one. We both yeah. only had one of those upsets, yeah. and we picked the same one. Mm -hmm. Um... I like your methodology. I'm not trying to, you know, say anything bad about your methods, but I think it's even more impressive about Colgate that I didn't care about a 14 seed being a three. I didn't need that, mm -hmm. and I still picked them. I think they're better. Yeah. Yeah. But I still, I'm saying, I like sure. your method. Yeah. I used to do the, pretty much the okay. exact same thing. Okay. Next, we've got a game that I, based on what you said earlier, I already know we're going to disagree on. Yeah. Number seven, USC, which is Southern California, versus number 10, Miami. Take the lead. Behind Murray State and... Um, San Francisco, this was the toughest one for me. Okay. And it, and I told you, I Snapchatted you. You did say that. The other night and said, I'm lying awake thinking about USC and Miami. You did say that, yeah. And it hurt my brain so much that I went with USC and I looked, I went into it a little more and I was like, I was like, okay, I'm going to be an official, right? I made the call, right? Mm -hmm. uh, Miami challenged the call. I understand. I looked at the instant replay, and there wasn't convincing evidence to make me think otherwise yeah. that number 10 was going to beat number 7. So I went with the favorite. I had already had enough upsets in my percentages, which was that between 5 verse 12, 6 verse 11, and 7 verse 10... I picked, I said I will pick eight out of the 12 favorites based on 65%, 63%, and 60% respectively. I said, okay, I'm going to go either seven or eight. I ended up going with eight favorites. So I decided 
I'm just going to stick with the favorite. Wasn't convincing evidence to overturn that call. I understand. So I said, it stands. I understand. Okay. Here's why I picked Miami. And I think this Which is... Which is totally okay with me. Yeah. And for me, this is convincing enough Because evidence. they're going to lose to Auburn in the next round. Whoever it is. I'm not going to say yes or no, but... Yeah. I, already, I already did. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> okay. Here's what I'm going to say. USC... They're 26 and 7. They're better than they were last year, yeah. and they made the Elite Eight last year. So I'm thinking, And with Evan Mobley. Yeah. And, but now they have Yvonne. Ivan. Ivan. Okay. Um they only Evan beat, and Ivan. They only beat one top twenty-five Evan opponent. And Yvonne. All right. All right. Come on, man. They only beat one <laughs> top twenty-five opponent all year. True. And they rank, and I hope this makes sense when it comes out of my mouth. They ranked ninety-seventh in the strength of the offenses that they faced. So their strength of schedule in terms of just good offenses is pretty low. And Miami has a top 20 offense in the country. They beat Duke, Virginia Tech, and Wake Forest. And they dominated UNC. They beat them by 28 points. Mm -hmm. So I don't think the Trojans have enough to stop Miami's offense, which includes almost 45 points per game from their three starting guards. I got Miami here. Okay. Yep. Respect. If you want a little bit more for in USC's favor... Um, what was it, Ivan? Yeah, Ivan Mobile. Ivan, since Miami does start three different guards, they mm -hmm. are weak on rebounding, and Ivan yeah. Mobley's a good rebounder. But I'm still going to go with Miami because of mm -hmm. what I just said. They've got a good offense, and USC hasn't faced very many. So, yeah. that's what I'm going and with. And USC's still kind of set in their big and slow ways, rebounding, offensive rebounds. But, like you said, offensive rebounds, that's a big deal in college basketball. It is. And a lot of those are going to go to USC. Just saying. Okay. Yeah. This, is, this is almost a coin flip for me. Okay. I'm going Miami yeah. with my coin flip. And then our last, I'm sad that we're at the end. Yeah. Our last first round matchup is number two Auburn versus number 15 Jacksonville State. Who should be Bellarmine. Yes. And we're going to talk about that. We Aub did on last episode. I know, but I, I think that we might have a couple new people. So we'll get okay. into that. But Auburn was the best team in the SEC which is arguably the best basketball conference just this year. Sure. It probably wasn't, but it was close. Big time. They had a 27-5 and record, the 24th-ranked offense, and the 8th-ranked defense, and that's more than enough evidence to suggest they won't lose to a team that doesn't even deserve to be here. Right. Because Jacksonville State didn't win the Atlantic Sun Conference Tournament, but they qualified for the big dance because Bellarmine, the team that did win the tournament, is ineligible to play due to the rules of transitioning from D2, Division 2, to Division 1. So I've got Auburn here. They give by... them a three-year period. To... Yeah. So even though Bellarmine... Which is stupid. It's really dumb. They need to change that. Yeah. Yeah. It should be Bellarmine, but Auburn would win either way. Yeah. Auburn is really good. Their, their backcourt is a little inconsistent, and the lineups have been a little shaky, but that they're going to be fine. I... And they're going to figure that out later on okay i want to count that was our last matchup yeah if you've made it this far thank you thank it's going to help you a lot but yeah. let's how many times did we disagree one we disagreed on virginia tech murray state seton hall a lot of close ones yep I mean, south dakota state and Miami. So we disagreed yeah. on only five. Only five. Only five that we disagreed we on. We did our research, people. Yeah, so you can see that... I did not do as much as Trip because I, did I didn't make enough time for it. Yeah, I... <laughs> that's true. I may... 
Yeah, stayed up really late. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. No, yeah. No, okay. Yeah. yeah. No, but that yes, I I've done a lot of research. Neither of us are going to be perfect. Almost guaranteed. Maybe. Nope. I mean, there's a chance through the first round that you could be perfect. That's true. Um, but yes, we have five disagreements. But now let's get into probably the more important aspect of this, which is the elite eight. To kind of give you guys hints. Hints. At what our, we're not going to tell you our brackets. No, because I want you guys to join, join our, backer, our bracket our group, group. Compete with us. Pavements yeah. Wet Madness on ESPN Tournament Challenge app. Link will join be in it, this please. description. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Um, so we're going to flip a coin for each round. Uh, I will be tails. So Ryan is tails. I'm tails. You're I am heads. heads. And let me explain how we're going to do this. Yeah. Obviously, there are eight spots in the Elite Eight. <laughs> Wait, Really? <laughs> oh, I thought you were serious for a second. And so we're going to flip a coin to determine who reveals each spot yeah. in their Elite Eight. It could be all heads. Yeah, if, it it's, all if it's all heads, then I'm going to tell you guys. But that's what we're here for. That's what we're here for. Okay, let's, let's do, do this. it. Ready? Listen close. Yep. He flips the coin. You're not, you're supposed to hear the coin. Okay. <laughs> no, you're not broadcasting this, all right? Listen. Heads. That's me, right? That's you. Okay. My first spot in the Elite Eight, not a surprise. It's Gonzaga. Whoa. Do I should I reveal <laughs> how I think they get here? Uh, or is that too much? I'm not sure. What I do you think? I don't I don't think so. No. Okay. Well I'll just no. say that since we already revealed that Memphis would face Gonzaga in the second round, obviously, I've got yeah. Gonzaga beating Memphis. Mm -hmm. And then Gonzaga beating the, the winner, the winner of UConn yeah. Vermont. Sure, whoever that may be. Let's <laughs> let's move on to the second. All right. <sighs> now you can commentate because they've heard the, the okay the coin the All first right. time. Heads again. Heads again. Darn. My second team in the Elite Eight is Duke. Mm. which is also not surprising. That means that the first seed is facing off the second seed, which means that it is the most expected matchup possible. Sure. I have Duke beating Davidson and then beating the winner of Notre Dame-Texas Tech. So mm -hmm. my Elite Eight matchup, which is the um, regional final, okay. is versus Gonzaga and Duke. Okay. Cool. Ryan is flipping the coin to determine who will reveal their third Elite Eight spot. Heads again. It's heads again. Darn it. Okay. I don't like giving away this much. This one is more surprising. I've got UCLA in this spot of my Elite Eight, which means that somewhere along the way, Baylor lost. The one seed who's expected to be in this yes. spot lost, and UCLA is the I'll four seed. I'll say same. Okay. I'll say it. Cool. But I have a different Elite Eight team that's oh. also a surprise that right. I won't say. So I that means that I have UCLA beating St. Mary's and then beating mm -hmm. the winner of Baylor, North Carolina. St. Mary's, you say? St. Mary's, I do say. Interesting. I kind of hope that I get this flip, to be honest, again. <laughs> yeah, that was not... a bad one. Yeah, did it go again? Ryan I'm just going to pick it up and flip it. Heads again. Heads again. <laughs> cool. All right. This spot in my Elite Eight is Virginia Tech. Whoa, I've got 11-seeded okay. Virginia Tech facing off against Whoa. the four-seed UCLA in the regional final in the East, which means that Virginia Tech goes on to beat Purdue, and then they also go on to beat the winner of Murray State, Kentucky. Oh my. So I've got Virginia Tech as my Cinderella this year. Oh, my. Okay. Man, we've gotten four heads in a row. Let's get another flip. 
Tails! Alright, so who is your Elite Eight team in the South? Arizona! The one seed. Yes, sir. Alright. Arizona, for obvious reasons. And they've got some easy matchups. I have to say, their path is kind of... They have the easiest path. Yeah. They do. Um, that's all I have to say. Alright. The second spot. Yes. Tails? Tails. Okay. This is my Cinderella! Oh, really? My turn! And my Cinderella is Loyola Chicago. Again? Okay. Loyola Chicago. And it's not my Cinderella. It's my, like, very low seed that makes it. Okay. Right? Because uh, statistics will say that there is one team that makes the Elite Eight between the seeds of 7 and 11 each year. Mm -hmm. One team. And mine On is... On average. I have mine. Virginia Tech. Mine is Loyola Chicago. Okay. What do they have to do? They have to get through Villanova. I know. I do not care. This happens every season. Happens every year. This happens every year. What happens every year? A 2C loses in the se in the second round. Yeah, it, it does, does happen every year. Like Kentucky losing to Virginia Tech. Well, that's not going to happen. Okay. okay. All right, sure. Kentucky's going to beat Texas. But Texas. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's right. We didn't agree on that one. Um uh or the or Purdue. <laughs> yeah. Um but my two seed losing is Villanova loyal to Loyola Chicago. Since we have different things, yeah. And we're I I would say that we're both equally reputable on pavement sweat. Sure. So this isn't giving anything away by explaining this mm -hmm. section of the bracket because we've got different stuff. I want to yeah. talk about this. So, our second round matchup is both Loyola Chicago versus Villanova. Mm -hmm. And you have Loyola Chicago. I have Villanova here by a lot. I think Villanova is going to take advantage of Loyola Chicago's not amazing defense. And I think Villanova, they've got the eighth ranked offense, so they're pretty good. And then they would have to beat the winner it's March Madness, of Colorado baby. State versus Tennessee. It's March Madness, baby. All right. That's all that matters. I got Villanova. And when looking at my stats, there were two scenarios that flipped. I told you about this. That flipped four Elite Eight teams for me. I made one scenario that had four Elite Eight teams and another scenario that had a different four Elite Eight teams. And I went with scenario two, which had Loyola Chicago in the Elite Eight. I, yeah. I wonder if they make the Final Four, but we I guess we just can't get into that. We can't spoil it. That would be giving away too much of the brain. I won't say. I'm glad that we both have gotten to reveal our Cinderella's, though, because yeah. Yeah. this means that mine is Virginia Tech. But it's not. I'm not going off of Loyola did it before, they'll do it again. No, I genuinely think that Loyola is the best low-seed team with the path that they have in the, uh, what is this, South? Yeah. I think the South is the weakest. I agree with that. And I think that Loyola Chicago has a, a doable path. To okay. get to play Arizona in the Elite Eight. So before we flip again, I'm just going to mm -hmm. clarify and say it one more time for everybody listening, wondering what to do with their brackets. Ryan's Cinderella team is Loyola Chicago, and mine is Virginia Tech. We've revealed that on this episode. They both, for me, Virginia Tech makes the Elite Eight. For you, it's Loyola Chicago. I have Chicago. a different semi-Cinderella. So do I. That makes the final four. So now let's move on to our okay. next spot. I hope it's this one. I'll is just add the final four. There's usually two ones, one two, and one three or below. Statistically, yeah. Statistically. But it... Which I have this season. It varies. So I know it does. So much. I know it does. 
But I don't think this is going to be as crazy as 2019. Nothing Because that was wild. That was insane. Yeah. Okay. Next flip is... Tails. Darn. I Coming back. I wanted to give mine. But yeah, go ahead. Mine is... Oh. Yeah. Mine is Kansas. Okay. And Kansas was one of my early... Like, I think this might be my champion. So they were my first... Um, champion? Yeah. And I'm not saying I changed it. They were it, my first champion. But when my gut was Kansas. I'm not saying I changed it. I'm not saying I changed it, but they were my gut. Yeah. Wait, I don't want to flip again. I want to talk about this really quick because you just said that Kansas is the one seed. All right, I'm not yeah. going to give mine away there. Okay. Yeah. Maybe a different option. Yeah, I, I do, yeah. <laughs> this is our okay. last one, isn't it? No, no, it's not. Yeah, it is. Oh, it is? Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, it is. Okay. Yeah. Our last one. Mine's pretty basic. Tails again. Cool. So I sweep the right, you sweep the left. Perfect. My Mine is Auburn. So is, yeah. Yeah. I don't know what so I, I forget. Yeah. <laughs> so it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, my path would be against USC. Okay. And then the winner of Iowa State and Colgate. That's a pretty easy track. They have the easiest track to the Elite Eight. Mm -hmm. According to our brackets. Even if it's LSU. Yeah, because I've got LSU yeah. Colgate. Yeah. Even if it's LSU. Okay. Auburn. There's. I mean, yeah. It's going to be Auburn. That one, that two seed, I'm like, if something happens and Auburn doesn't make it to the Elite Eight, I'll be shocked. And that, besides the one seeds, would be my biggest shocker. Well, I do think definitely that Auburn is the best two seed. Yes. There's no so doubt too. about that. I'm Sorry, Kentucky. Well, I also like Villanova and I, I like Duke. I like Kentucky. Kentucky like Duke or Villanova. Kentucky's my least favorite because I, I don't know. Recency bias, trip. Just because Tennessee beat them doesn't mean... But they're not Tennessee's the a good team. Season. No, I, I agree with you. I think that they have a pretty tough matchup in Virginia Tech. So that's why I'm going with uh, Virginia Tech in that matchup. But okay, we've just finished our episode. I wonder if based on how we talked in this episode, you are able to guess our champions. Yeah. I do wonder They'll that. They'll never be able to guess our champion. You don't think? I don't... Or like champion, period. Yeah, we both. I, what do you mean? That no one will be able to guess mine champion and no one will be able to guess your champion oh respect based on what we've said based on what we've, we've said we've kept it very vague i agree with you yeah if you think you know text us before thursday at noon and then once that happens i'll tell unless you unless you're devin because i showed you oh you showed devin yeah i he doesn't care i didn't show brett when he asked but whatever whatever but Devin doesn't care. I know. I he just picked uh, CSU Fullerton to win it all. Uh, yeah. Didn't he? Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, you have reached the end of my favorite episode we've ever worked on. Yeah. The March Madness 2020. Best time of the special. year. S yeah. Senior skip day is Friday. And what are we doing? What are we doing? Yeah. We're setting up multiple monitors and we're going to watch March Madness. Absolutely. Um, so if you want to see what our full bracket ended up being, milk. which is, yeah, which is now finalized, we can't change it. We've nope. told each other. Nope. Um, if you want to have Alabama. Yeah, that's yeah. the only thing. If you want to see our full brackets, make sure that you join our bracket group on ESPN's tournament challenge. And you'll see it on, on Thursday, at Thursday noon. at noon. It's called pavement sweat madness. madness. Join. No password required. You don't need any of that. Anybody can join. So if you're listening to this, join and also share this episode around, please. I worked countless hours on it. Not count. I mean, you can count them. But like 10, which is a lot. I could really count mine. 
Mine more like four, but yeah, no, I, five. But... I went crazy on this. Yeah. Um, obviously, I worked on the context for each team that we kind of read out yeah. as a preview for each of them. And what, studying the film mm-hmm. to find... Oh, yeah. I had to watch four or five, really four and a half... Highlights. Virginia Tech. Yeah. No, I watched film. I watched two full games and then highlights for the rest. But yeah. Virginia Tech games to determine that they were the real deal and I wasn't just basing it off of the ACC tournament. Right. Um. So I, I we both did a lot of work here yeah. and I'm excited to see what who happens. wins between yeah. the two of us. But also, it's worth noting. I feel very confident in my picks, but it. Mm-hmm. Whoever went, it doesn't mean that it, one of us is better. No, and we could be totally, this totally. We, I think that if you listen to this, we both sound pretty smart. We've made great points, yeah. and we could get more than half of them wrong. Obliterated. Yeah, just because of that's how it works. It's madness. Yeah. Teams have bad nights, and it mm-hmm. makes the whole thing blow up. Totally. So yeah. if you've made it this far, thank you very thank much. You. Please Follow share the Insta. This. Yeah. And let me know that you, you know, if you use this at all in any of your matchups, Please let us know. I'll yeah. leave the link for the bracket group in the description. And while all this madness is going on, you got to stay calm and you've got to spread, spread peace, love, and joy. And joy.